I'm Austin. And we are Hallmark Snark, where we are watching all of the holiday, Hallmark holiday countdown to Christmas <laughs> movies this Christmas season. Um, and we are in the middle of Thanksgiving week. I was going to have some choice words there, but... <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been a lot of navigating when to watch these, when to spend time with family. We've had right. to make some serious choices. Right. And because of that, today we are doing a double feature. What? So, because we know that we are not going to have time to record on two separate days with all, like, like we get behind a day for Thanksgiving and then we still have movies coming at us this weekend. So we are going to give our predictions for The Christmas Club, which is the Wednesday movie, the week of Thanksgiving, November 27th, and then Christmas at the plaza which is the thanksgiving day movie which aired it will air on thursday november 28th so we're going to give our predictions now we're going to spend our time with their families watch those movies when we watch them and then come back and give you a double rundown of the plots of those all right so the christmas club synopsis that we have to work with is two busy strangers meet when they help an elderly woman find her lost christmas savings Thanks to fate and Christmas magic, they also find something they were both missing. True love. <laughs> so for this one, especially because we had so many predictions that we wrote down for Christmas at the Plaza, we ran out of predictions. It, this Christmas club was it's hard, generic. Y'all. We don't know what this club is going to be. So we actually created a Hallmark plot generator roulette wheel (laughs) as an app Um, I found this funny little app called like tiny decisions or whatever Um, I will be using it for my everyday life as well yeah tiny decisions I made a place on the wheel for just like every silly plot thing we can think of Um, so some of my predictions for this just come from the wheel same because I ran out (laughs) Um, so I had a couple of real predictions one they'll get a reward for finding this money whatever this woman's money is Um, and I think that the woman that lost the money runs the Christmas club yeah Um, sounds good (laughs) I wrote down there will be a performance of some sort because we can see um, little ballerinas in the background of the picture (laughs) and then there will be nutcracker music that will play at some point because if you have ballet and Christmas, it has to be Nutcracker. I think because it literally says thanks to fate and Christmas magic that they find something they were missing, that we will for sure have some Christmas chimes. Right. It has to be because that's the only way I know if Christmas magic is happening. (laughs) I also think that the only ballet song that is Christmas is the Nutcracker. And so the final shot will be, the dance of the sugar plum fairy music uh-huh. as we fade out. So to fill this one in from the <laughs> wheel, I got there will be a dead parent <laughs> and there will be some sort of contest. And then I got that there would be travel trouble <laughs> and that someone will be an app developer. <laughs> so we have a couple wheels. We have one for like general plot things. And then we made a wheel for um, professions. So we need to figure out what the other person's profession is or what somebody's job is. That's on our job wheel. So app developer it is. Um, I don't know how good this wheel is going to make it, but uh, I'm excited to and find we, out. We can keep adding things to it as we come across them. So yeah. We'll see. Um, Our next movie that we're going to watch is Christmas at the Plaza. So Christmas at the Plaza, uh, the synopsis for this one is, when historian Jessica is hired to create 
the plaza's Christmas display, she finds more than facts while teaming up with handsome decorator Nick to bring this display to life. (laughs) So, okay, so she's making a Christmas display for the plaza. So I said that while she's making this, she's going to discover a love story in the Plaza Hotel's past. Oh, that sounds really nice. I think that, like, because she's got to bring it to life, that there's got to be some sort of, like, theatrical element Mm -hmm. to, like, however she features the display. Right. And I said when they do the display, there will be some sort of, like, gala or dance or something associated with that so that there's a moment for her and this love interest to connect. You know, you have to have that fancy pants moment. Absolutely. Um, I think because it's the plaza, we are only going to see classy Christmas decorations because we are, Hallmark is known for some trashy Christmas decorations, <laughs> and I don't think the plaza would allow for that. No, I don't. I think we will see some top-notch stuff with this one. Yeah, I think it'll be mainly white lights in this as well. <laughs> and, and with the movie set in a hotel, I'd like to believe we're going to see some of the guests here even though she's working there so we might have um like a precocious child i know i'm always on to the precocious child i'm thinking of eloise we go, it's eloise the i know plaza. it's my favorite book i love the plaza it's always been my dream to stay at the plaza so i like to think that there's like some sort of kid that she gets to know running around the plaza and i think that she is going to bond like her sidekick characters are going to be like the personnel at the plaza Mm-hmm. I think that has to be part of the plot. I also think if we're going to follow guests, we're going to see another love story happen Aww. between the guests. Yeah. It's like two of the guests are going to. Yeah. Like it, they, it might be, be even love. just like we see a pop up proposal in the background, but that someone else, like at the plaza mm-hmm. is going to fall in love besides her. Mm-hmm. And I have two final predictions. One is because the plaza is on Central Park. I think we'll get a scene at Central Park. And then I think that Jessica also will have a past with the hotel. That's what has her working there because she like loves the plaza or she's obsessed with it. And so she has some sort of history and grew up in New York City and around the plaza. And I think that the final shot of this movie will be the plaza at night all lit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have that shot. At I mean, it's got to be the final like we kind of pull back and we're just seeing all of the plaza and all of its glory at nighttime because that is when the true magic of Christmas happens is when <laughs> is all the lights night? get to shine. At the lights night. are on. <laughs> OK, so we are not necessarily watching these movies right now because we have to pack and get our house ready and all these other things but we will be watching them over the next two days so instead of saying two hours later we're going to go ahead and say two days later Later. (laughs) so we'll catch up with you in a couple of days when we're back from our holiday fun and we've watched both of these movies and we are back from not only our movie watching but also our thanksgiving exploits and we they were so exploitive (laughs) this one may run a smidgen long so we'll try to stick in the in the description where each movie starts so we're going to talk about the christmas club first we're going to give the summary and our snark and then we will talk about christmas at the plaza second and do the same thing and then at the end we will do title review and will this love last and the date that we would watch both of these movies together so is that, that sound sounds like a good, like a good <laughs> I'm just following your lead on this one. So all right. So if you've not if you're here to hear the Christmas Club, we're gonna talk about it first. If you're only here to hear Christmas at the Plaza, we'll stick that in the description so you know where to jump to to watch that one. So Christmas Club 
was our first one that we watched. Yeah. Um, this was <laughs> the strangest movie. Well, I don't want to say the strangest one we've seen yet this season, but it was a strange it was, one. It, it, I wish we could jump to a title review because I have some strong thoughts well, about well, how the, awful this the movie idea is. is yeah, it, what's the Christmas Club? So our summary of this movie, I'm going to try to keep this. All right, you're going to go as brief as you can. Are you ready? Yes. On your mark. Get set, it. summarize. Okay, so Eddie is a business consultant, and Olivia is a dance teacher, and they fall in love at Christmas. <laughs> That's my summary for every movie. Um, so they are both going about their lives, and they happen to be walking near a woman named Gertrude one day. She is opens up her wallet or whatever, and $80 in $20 bills, right? Goes flying across the city and she's lost her money. And so they, they quickly rush her inside. They try to go look out and see if they can find the money. They can't find it. It's her money from the Christmas club at the bank that helps her save to buy gifts for her grandchildren. And so they just pretend that they found the money, but they really each give her $40 and send her on her way. The main conceit of this is then that she appears to be some sort of Mrs. Claus character who's running some magic to try to bring these two characters together. It's very subtle, but that's definitely who she's supposed to be. And each one of her $20 bills also then makes their way into some Christmas magic of its own. So we kind of see that throughout the movie. Meanwhile, Olivia is working at a dance studio as a dance teacher, finds out that it is closing Right before the Christmas recital, not only is it closing, but it's being sold and she is stuck without a job and doesn't know what to do. So her idea is that she wants to maybe try to buy a new dance studio so she can build her own business. She figures that out with the help of Eddie, who is a business consultant working with his client in Minneapolis, I think, which is where this movie takes place. And lo and behold, this business partner that Eddie is working with wants to by the dance studio that Olivia has been working at. So there's some conflict there, but they work it out. Olivia buys the dance studio down the street or a space down the street. They are able to save the Christmas dance recital. They are brought together in the process and the dance recital is held in the windows of the store, which is a very creative moment on Olivia's part so that everybody can have their little Christmas magic. And in the process, they fall in love. And the end. <laughs> Good enough. Good I enough. <laughs> there may be some pieces missing there, but that's generally the gist. I mean, so. we didn't watch this movie that long ago, and I've already forgotten most There's... of it. And your summary re-triggered some of those memories. So you did a good job. Yeah. Well, the, this was this, this was a strange movie. So it, the the big thing was, yeah, the Mrs. Claus character. She's kind of everywhere watching them pushing this love to happen. So there's definitely some Christmas magic here. Um, oh, yeah, there there were there was actually real Christmas magic. Mm -hmm. There were chimes that played yep. when we saw Miss Claus slash Gertrude. Yeah, magically appear. She seemed to live at the Christmas fair that they kept going to. Yes, they kept going to this Christmas fair, and um, the same guy kept selling them various food items. Yeah, he, he owned he like to be a nut guy, stand and like a hot dog actor. stand. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they, they're pretty into each other and he's trying to help her uh, make a decision because she's left. Th this whole thing about the dance studio closing when it closes is both Absurd. one of those. Yeah, it's one of those hallmark things that's created 
to make drama in the movie, but it's so accelerated. Like she's helping these kids practice for their dance thing. And the woman that owns the studio says, we're closing or we're not closing. I'm putting it on the market on December 13th. And Olivia's hoping that, you know, it takes a while for a sale to be made and stuff. So she'll still get through to the concert. Lo and behold, that sucker goes up for sale on the 13th. And that guy like goes in and buys it that day. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, like Eddie like, is there with Why his didn't client. you tell me this is not for sale? <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go talk to the bank. And then our main characters are like kind of fighting and arguing about why could you like, how could you do this to me? Why would you bring him here? And as they're fighting, like less than 10 minutes have passed. The in guy movie time, doesn't talk he's like, to it's the done. Owner. She accepted my she offer. Accepted offer. <laughs> like there's a formal process to that. I mean, yeah. So she accepts his offer and then they close super quickly. Like they have to get everything out. And, like there was was there an inspection like is there i guess he was paying in cash so it went super fast but but basically she put that dance studio on the market on the 13th and it was sold and done by christmas eve which is a very short timeline yeah it was crazy so i think in terms of our predictions um (laughs) the christmas magic for sure happened yeah the he was not an app developer but he was a startup supporter <laughs> which is kind of like an app. no okay yeah i didn't get that or so our wheel didn't didn't get that one mm-hmm. um nor was there travel trouble <laughs> <laughs> there was just a gusty day where four, where 80 dollars blew up into the right air. and they didn't really get a reward for finding the money because they didn't find it they just gave her their money their but reward their was reward love. was yeah the christmas magic that she looked out for them and made them fall in love but you also get the sense that the whole even losing the money was miss claus just trying to get these two people together that the whole thing was a setup absolutely so you know because like in this day and age 80 dollars is not gonna buy the best gifts for your grandchildren <laughs> plural yeah um there was a performance uh, which was not a <laughs> super big stretch on my part yeah, but yeah but there was a ballet was recital. it to nutcracker music no it was not i didn't think it was it was not a like it was not a christmas nutcracker it was some just classical Dude. music of an unknown um and there was no contest. My my wheel predictions for contest and then dead parents. Were there any dead parents? Were I her think parents I dead? think that parents probably were dead, but they weren't talked about. Right, that wasn't a big focus. Because these these were definitely some of more mature actors in right. terms of age that we've had. Yeah, this lady was not my favorite. No, um, I look forward to when we do our review <laughs> of all the movies because. I can't wait to give this one a really bad score. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah. So, prediction-wise, um, app our, our little app spin wheel didn't help us out all that much, but mm-hmm. it did help us fill in the earlier part of this podcast, so thank you. <laughs> um, snarkable moments for this movie? Right. The trees on the ballet floor. Yeah, okay. So, this ballet studio looks like it's in the lobby of a bank. Like, it is a beautiful <laughs> space. It's like marble floors and high ceilings clearly hallmark just got a bit the biggest room they could get they could afford yeah and then they just like stuck christmas trees all over the floor but i think that was to make us realize that the space that they filmed this in was not a studio space at yeah. all so it, but was, it was like very how do they dance space. around these trees like they are like every six feet yeah it was this big open room with these christmas trees and it. it had like a 
like a counter running down the side of there. I don't know. And then like their office was also in this room. Like like they just kind of had an open concept ballet studio. I don't know. It was. <laughs> it did not feel right. And then the ballet studio that she moves to also didn't feel right. Uh, um, but it felt better because they had those big picture windows for the performance. I'm gonna yeah. Let's let's skip to the end here because. So they have this big recital, all this big to do about where is it going to be able to be held. Right. Luckily, she's able to get her new studio space because of many ridiculous yeah, things which we'll that happen. Get into it in a minute. But these kids performed in the window <laughs> of the studio, and the parents stayed outside. They performed for like two minutes. I don't know how people could hear each other through the windows. It was the weirdest concert I have ever seen. <laughs> but they presented it like it was so creative because the studio wasn't completely ready yet. They didn't know how they were going to do the recital. I don't also, whenever I've had recitals, they've not been in the dance studio. They've been in a separate location. Like at a school. Right. Like, in an auditorium or something. Also, why Christmas Eve? Why is every freaking event on christmas eve because most people most people who are celebrating christmas not all mm -hmm. but most are christian uh-huh and they're going to like if they're going out they're going to the christmas eve service right or they're at home with their families making cookies and, and watching like, homework movies the fire and watching homework movies so i don't like we had the book the author signing thing on christmas eve in one of the movies and then this one is a dance recital what you, you can't go to grandma like people are on vacation that's why you basically shut down ballet class right. in the month of december like nothing is happening on christmas eve even when you have a nutcracker or a christmas thing you're having it like the first week in december yeah the latest the latest i'd be open to it is like the 15th mm -hmm. of december because after that i got some stuff i gotta get ready at my right. house every night traveling i mean it's who is going to an so, outdoor yeah, window ballet recital that lasts two minutes on Christmas Eve? So that was kind of silly. I did enjoy the fact that one of the side characters uh, for Olivia was um, somebody's Jewish. name. Jewish. Yeah, but she was Jewish. I didn't remember her name. So she was black and Jewish. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I like seeing some diversity both in terms of like race as well as religion. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm getting you a Hanukkah gift. And it was adorable. Um, oh, but I Nathan, love that she dead wished... husband. She has a dead husband. <gasps> I wrote that down. Right. Not a dead parent, but a dead husband. And she's getting over. It. She's still trying to like move on and date again. I have that right next to Jewish friend <laughs> in my notes. Um, so her Jewish friend wishes for her a man for christmas <laughs> that's what her jewish friend for hot like when she gets a hanukkah gift that's her what christmas gift friend. is i wish you a man and she's like oh it's only been three years or something <laughs> maybe it's been more and she's like it's time you need because she's a single mom uh-huh is it marion marion the friend no the daughter the daughter oh i didn't uh carrie i wrote or no, Carrie's the friend, I think. Oh, I wrote down Carrie as the daughter. <laughs> Clearly memorable, everyone. Clearly Ooh, memorable. Yeah, she has a daughter, and the daughter's in the dance studio with her. Um, clearly, yeah. we remember the finer <laughs> She was a ballet. Quite well. um, yeah. So anyway, I enjoyed that piece. Um, I liked also, like, 
that the Christmas Club was the biggest throwaway thing ever. It was one line. I mean, I missed, like, I I was watching actively and I missed it. Right. She said that she got it from the Christmas Club at the bank, which is what allows her to save for Christmas. And then they give it to her all at once. It was right after a dramatic scene of this woman just, like, somehow, like, letting go of $80 in the air because, like, a little microburst happened. Mm -hmm. It was a very odd... So I was caught up in like what just happened? This money's flying everywhere, and they just like that was my Christmas money for the Christmas club, mm-hmm. and I was they took her inside. Mm-hmm. Whereas my first instinct would be immediately go and look for the money. Mm-hmm. Why are we taking her away right. from go where the money her blew money, away? Not be like, oh, she must be cold. We have to get her inside. <laughs> it's like, like you live in Minneapolis. She's she's fine. She knows how to walk. <laughs> Um, other other Starkville things was that he has like an issue with pecans, <laughs> like he had a traumatic incident with pecans as a kid, and so she forces him to eat pecans from the nut stand, uh-huh. and he's like, now I'm okay with them. <laughs> like usually when you have a food aversion, just like a semi-attractive woman saying, hey, you should eat this is not enough to get over it. <laughs> he has a spine. He's like, okay, I like pecans now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. The one of the things, like, not snarking on it, I did enjoy the um sister, Edward's sister, mm-hmm. Beth. Beth. Their dynamic was definitely like really good. Like, I don't know, it was just well written. Mm-hmm. It was well acted. She the chemistry sweet. between them was yeah. really good in terms of like brother and sister, and then also the the um niece. Mm-hmm. Like the that he was an uncle that was I I thought that was really nice yeah the family dynamic part there was really sweet um so with the sale for the real estate the whole I wrote down this is not how real estate works like none of this is how that would work but um that all aside the most realistic part of that of which was that they told her that she could stay in the studio to do the recital. That was fine. But then they came back and said, actually, JK, you can't because of insurance. I was like, you know what? I buy that. I did. I bought it. I was like, thank you. Some realism. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the space that she moves into, she is leasing it. She's getting a space from the bank. The bank is helping her fund the small business or giving her the lease or whatever. And so she has her business consultant, boy toy here that's helping her navigate all of that and she goes in she gets the loan she wants to do this all on her own she doesn't want any help and then he does know the person giving the loan so he just went in and kind of spoke to them and when she finds that out she gets she so gets mad. mad like she actually like won't talk to him like cut some like they fight yeah because she's like i wanted to do this on my own and I, that that moment really flabbergasted me as a fake Hallmark conflict because, there. First of all, sweetie, there's nothing wrong with taking things that you're given in life. Like, you are going to pay that mortgage or that lease on your own. You still have to run the damn business. You still have to run the business. This does not mean you did not get it on your own. All he really did was just put in a good word for you that you're a reliable person. He gave a a reference. Yeah, it's not like he countersigned on the loan so that it would go through. (laughs) Right? I mean, he knows the person. It's like, be like a little ticked off about it. Say, I wish you hadn't done that. But don't be like, 
and now I'm not doing it or I can't talk to you or whatever because I didn't like, get it on my own. <laughs> at some point when she was angry with him, she was like, maybe all that $20 did has made everything worse. And I was like, okay, you're being a little dramatic. And she's Count so your blessings. worried about like she's not going to have a job anymore and what is she going to do? And she wants to be in a place where she can make her own decisions. But it's like you also have a kid and you got to put food on the table. If you're going to reject all of this because of something stupid, I am either worried that you didn't actually have that much of a financial crisis from losing your job or that you're just dumb. Like yeah. that you're letting pride get in the way of a smart business decision. So all throughout the movie, her, that actress, the way she played that character just really turned me off. Like she just seemed like a real, the actress, uh, like, ugh, like again, a dippy woman. I did not like, I her. know we've tried not to talk about her, but I'm going to bring her up. <laughs> She's not as bad as Kelly Pickler. No, <laughs> But I, we're not supposed to mention Kelly Pickler anymore. <laughs> but I need to, just for comparison's sake. But there is something about how this actress just, like, She's speaks. sack. I just don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't. There's something very annoying about mm-hmm. how she reads her lines. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. That, I just needed to say that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole bunch of more snarks for this movie other than it felt so slow. <laughs> yeah, I wrote so slow. I have slow written in all caps taking up like <laughs> six lines on my notes because I'm just like, when will this movie end? Mm-hmm. I did enjoy Gertrude appearing at the Christmas fair. It seemed like she lived there for a little while because every time they would go to this Christmas fair, she's there. <laughs> And then there's yeah. a mural that gets revealed at the end that has her in that has her face, and they realize like, wait a second, is that her? Oh, it's Christmas magic. So I like that a little bit. And then I did like the cheesiness of at the end. So after the recital, mm-hmm. they were they were like, oh, we have this last twenty. Oh, because she gives them some sort of there's some sort of gift that's given and has mm-hmm. a twenty in it. Uh huh. And the 20 flies into the air, so we know that there'll be more magic given with money <gasps> blown sequel, in the wind. The Christmas Club 2, <laughs> Tidings of Joy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that's our other movie. So you ready to shift gears to Plaza? All right. Let's shift gears to the Plaza. All right. So I think it's my turn to give a summary. Before we start talking about which of our predictions did or did not come true. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Jessica is our leading lady. She is a historian who has been invited to work at the plaza to help them bring together a Christmas story for an opening on December 15th as like a thank you to all the big wigs for the plaza. Um, She works with um, Nick, who is the decorator this season for the plaza, who's putting up all of the Christmas decorations across the hotel. And she has a boyfriend, Dennis, who is in academia and is trying to get support and a grant to do some scholarly research of some sort. There's also a head bellman, Reginald, who becomes the main sidekick and always will say, nothing unimportant ever happens at the plaza. So Jessica is brought in by Amanda, who's kind of the GM of the plaza, to this dusty box-filled archive. And she's like, so tell me what you want. Because she really likes working in the facts of history, not the story of history. 
And Amanda's like, it's your job. Figure out something. I need an angle. But Jessica has no imagination, so she can't figure it out. So she's trying to go through all these boxes. Reginald brings her, you know, coffee, helps her out. Nick is like, hey, you should take a break, learn something. So she learns about how Nick's parents would come to the Persian room and like they would dance on Christmas Eve and drink champagne. And then she found out that there's a tree topper that goes on the big plaza Christmas tree every year. And so she decides to tell the story and the history of the plaza through identifying all of the unique tree toppers and its impact on like the artisan and craftsmanship of the community for each of those years. But there's a missing tree topper from 1969. That sounds about right. Um, and come to find out it was because Reginald was originally making that tree topper because he worked at a store that built ornaments and things like that. And it's a mystery as to why he didn't finish making it. We come to find out he had fallen in love with a woman and was making it in her honor and then because they were from two different worlds in terms of money, the parents said, you're not allowed to date. And so they weren't allowed to get married. And so he stopped making it. And it's the one year that they never had a tree topper. That's about all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the fact that Nick and Jessica figure out that they love each other. Dennis is not right for her because he's like, instead of proposing to her, invites her to write a paper with her. <laughs> and um, he, uh, Nick also like does home decorations and like puts Christmas lights at her house to demonstrate his love for her. The end. <laughs> well, so yeah, Nick has the, the Christmas at his family's house. Like they do the big, like ugly like sweaters karaoke and Christmas and uglies, karaoke. Yeah. And they have this very different version of Christmas and they kind of bring some life to it all. Um, but yeah, were our predictions correct for this one? So we will have a gala or dance is one of the things I said. Um, they didn't, it was like a grand opening thing. She gave a speech and all that. Was it really like a, I think it was a gala of sorts about the history of the plaza at uh -huh. Christmas, but it wasn't a dance. Right. And then I said, she discovers a love story from the hotel's past. It's kind of the opposite. It's a heartbreak story, but it is, but it does, but it ends up becoming a love story again because right. at that like showing, cause it was posted in the newspaper Reginald's old love comes and they're able to rekindle their love. Marie, Maria, Marie, yeah, something like name? that. Yeah, she shows up because she saw it in the newspaper. So a, a love is rekindled. So, but he's your predictions. What about yours? What were they? <laughs> he said the staff. She'd become close to the staff. So her and Reginald became BFFs. Mm -hmm. So that was true. We didn't really see any other love stories other than Reginald's love story. Right. So happen. no hotel guest love story. But we did have a precocious child right at the beginning. Yeah. Eloise. Uh, come to find out it was like intentional to make it seem like Eloise. Yeah. They might have called her Louise, but yeah. she just runs it. I thought she was going to be our child guest. She was not. She was just like a little wink and a nod to that, but not an integral, not even a part of the movie at all. I do know that my final shot prediction was correct, that we did get to see the plaza lit up at night at the mm -hmm. end. And they did have some classy Christmas decor. Oh, it was super classy. And no scene in Central Park, and Jessica did not grow up in the hotel. 
nor did Nick and Jess find out that they grew up near each other or had a missed connection in the past. Huh? I don't think we predicted that. Oh, well, you did. We just maybe didn't oh. do it in the <laughs> verbal part. It's on my notes that we wrote down. Gotcha. So that did not happen. <laughs> um, And then theatrical elements to the display. Oh, yeah. I really wanted there to be that theatrical element, especially because one of Jessica's friend is a struggling actress. An elf. And she ends up just being an elf. She's and she should have been an elf like, at the treetopper thing. She's fully into that elf elf role. Like she leaned into it pretty hard. All she right. Did. So this movie, snarkable moments. There's some good snarkable moments in yeah. this. Yeah. Overall, it was a pretty cute movie. It was exactly what I would expect from Plaza propaganda stuff. Oh, absolutely. I like the Plaza. I like all of that. So I wasn't bothered buy it per se i want to go to the plaza at christmas um but definitely you know what you would expect so so i really enjoyed so amanda clark is like the gm of Mm -hmm. the plaza and then the head concierge is kenny who is definitely gay (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's the closest we're ever gonna get to a gay character it's just i'm pretty sure he also played a front desk manager at another in-based movie we had (laughs) (gasps) yes he did yeah i think he was at the um not the check-in to christmas but another one we've watched yeah i don't remember what that one was but anyway hallmark multiverse strikes again it's probably just because they can't afford to pay like they just contract them for three movies right (laughs) Um, but I enjoyed their dynamic because Kenny's like clearly like overzealous to meet people's needs, but sometimes is a little over familiar. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, Amanda, can I get you anything? And she was like, um, what did you just call me? And he's like, I, I mean, Miss Clark. Clark. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, it's Christmas Eve. You can call me Amanda. And he does. And then it's instantly he's like, silence. I'm sorry, Miss Clark, I'll go back this way immediately. <laughs> it was a cute little moment of comic relief. So even though we're at the plaza, our, our main character, oh God, what's her name? Tell me her name again. Jessica. Jessica. She is it's like. It's good to do a double feature. <laughs> she's kind of the workaholic, even though she's not necessarily a super workaholic, but like she's very dedicated. She's very serious about her job. And Nick is definitely your guy in flannel, even though he's not technically in flannel. He is the hometown guy in flannel. But he's never dressed up. And there's a lot of moments he should be in this movie. (laughs) Yes. But he he represents the heart of Christmas. The like the hardworking soul of Christmas. The family. The color. You know. And he's doing all the hard work to keep these trees up. Where she's working behind the scenes to make this more like thinky piece of it happen. Um, As a PhD student. Almost doctor (laughs) um that (laughs) element of it was also a little bit strange there were a couple things where they kind of didn't get the phd like i loved seeing a phd student a woman with a a fancy degree who's doing like thinky kind of work right i don't know anything about historians and that line of things but she seemed to be you know it would be typical to go work on a project like that and to do a project really focused on a niche thing like christmas at the plaza but you know i could i could not get past the fact that like the plaza is like this iconic place Mm -hmm. that they have never had anyone come in there and digitize their archives right i just did actually be surprised there's a lot of places you would think have digitized archives and they 
they don't. Well, I guess the plaza is one of them. Because it is a fancy place, but it's also it's a commercial business. And unless there's like a commercial reason for them to do that, a, a money-making reason, they're not necessarily going to be motivated to do it. Unlike a museum or someplace that their whole existence is about, like libraries or museums. So That's fair. That's fair. Um, but she, yeah, I, she's locked in this back room with these boxes and they're kind of un- unorganized. I actually did believe that. I think that you would think that that stuff doesn't happen, but it does. Oh, I definitely believe that's the state of what like <laughs> digitizing those archives would look like. Right. I just couldn't believe that no one ever in the right. history had done anything at all. Because it is clear it was just like a room full of boxes with barely labels stuck on them. Right. And that they're doing this in december yeah so the event was three weeks away and it was on december 15th that the event had to happen right so i would be thinking this would be a project that someone would be working on as like a summer project like a summer internship or something uh so it didn't make a whole lot of sense why the plaza didn't have the foresight to plan ahead for this especially because she almost quits and she says it's too much and she can't get it done they should have at least given her an assistant right um we also don't really know if she's she has a PhD, but is she does she work with the university? Is she affiliated with the university? Is she just like a free range? I couldn't tell. Like historian. if this was like an internship, yeah. It, but it was because she also said she had like lots of degrees. Because one of my favorite lines in this whole movie <laughs> was when she was like spitting off all of her degrees to the main guy Nick, and Nick is like, "Be careful! If you get one more degree, you'll have a fever." <laughs> uh, but and I was like, that's that's the that's best the line best I've line. ever had in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and Dennis, the boyfriend, I think he has a PhD and he is in the Department of Biology at the university. I think he was a biology person. Something that was had more clout than hers. Yeah, because there were a couple of other weird moments with this that didn't ring true. So number one, which you mentioned in the summary that he... And takes her out and she thinks she's going to get proposed to. And in fact, he's like, I have a big question to ask you. I'm going to take you out to dinner, to this fancy dinner. Weird move on his part because he gets yeah. this grant that he'd been working towards. And then at the dinner, he invites her to write this paper with her. I'm like, if you're biology and she's history, that is not a thing that we're going to do. <laughs> like, y'all don't know how to write papers at each other's because she's not going to be a help to you. In biology, like, I don't, I don't understand that. That was a weird moment. And then there's also a moment when she's at a party with his work colleagues. Right. And they ask her what she's doing. And she says that she's working on a, pro- a project with the plaza with Christmas. And, I, I mean, I run in these academic circles. Everybody's projects, everybody's things they're working on are super niche. And and super like that is exactly the kind of project you would expect someone in academia to be working on. But they laughed at her like that. That was like silly and pointless. Yeah, because they were like, so what are you doing? She's like, I'm looking at the like socio like impact of finil abras or whatever they're called mm-hmm. uh, at the plaza. And she's like, you mean tree toppers? And it was right. like, yeah. But there are people that do far more like seemingly obscure things that's academia y'all in biology are studying like the mating habits of a specific flea you know like why does that make any (laughs) you know they think that their stuff is so much different but everybody's studying these teeny tiny little things and nobody in academia that I've ever met would like laugh at that they might just kind of be like oh that's 
interesting, but the reaction they had was was weird to me. So. Yeah, it was an odd, odd moment. So while all of this weird dynamic is going on with Dennis, her current boyfriend, when she thinks she's going to get proposed to, and it ends up being a paper, she realizes like this isn't the he right is relationship not the guy for her. But Nick, this whole time, has been kind of like, "Hey, let's go do these things." So he's like taking her to his house to meet his family. And she's like, "I have a boyfriend," and he's like, "It's cool, but I'm still gonna make moves on you." <laughs> and then he apologizes for that, and she's like, "No, it's okay. We broke up." And he's like, "Oh, cool. Let's go do more <laughs> stuff now." <laughs> and so she like ends up doing like family Christmas yeah. ugly sweater and then karaoke. She cannot sing, and it was funny because they yeah. they made it so it wasn't like we had to believe she was a good singer right which i'm glad you yeah. have to be bad at something singing is at least one of the things that she's bad at um but it was really nice and i i did enjoy how like you know he puts up christmas lights so not only does he decorate at the plaza he does like home decorations mm-hmm. which i thought was a nice touch until they showed us the home decorations <laughs> it was ugly it was so bad are you talking about the ones he did on her house all of them the ones he did for his his parents parents, and the one he did for her house but he's like she's like why is there this big star because like at Mm -hmm. right above the main door is a big white star that's like covered in lights and looks really cheap and he's like well i do that to let people know that this is a place i love i don't put it at every house and we have to know that so that when he does it to her house she can see that he did it with love because there's the white star. But I would just be like, don't put that cheap ass star on my house. While I'm in it and did it secretly, that was the other weird part. She's going home. She's like getting dressed or whatever. And he secretly decorates her house. Like he doesn't have her permission or anything. And I don't know when he, he didn't do it before she got there or else she would have noticed it. He did it while she was in the house. So He did it while she was in the house. So she's up there like getting dressed. And he's creeping around the outside of her house. He has a crew of people. I don't know how he did it. It was alluded to as like, I know what I'm doing. So don't even question how I did it because I'm just that good. But that's kind of creepy. It was super creepy. Um, she did have a really big house too. Well, and they she inherited it from her dead parents. But even I would think on the kind of salary that she's making, we don't really know really what her job is. But they like, did. They had a, like a throwaway line that was like, my parents were into real estate. And so I inherited this house from them, which made me think that the mortgage already been paid off. But on like it. the taxes and the, she's got it. She's probably set if they like, were really good at real estate. She's also New got York money city. Yeah. She's got money. She, she's like, not only she inherited she the like house, a full she's got a trust fund house, like nice house with stairs inside of it in New York city. <laughs> Uh, um side character wise i really liked the bellman but i really liked jessica's like sidekick who was mm -hmm. the struggling actress Mm -hmm. because she was like so i just talked to my accountant and i can deduct all (laughs) christmas related beverages (laughs) as research do not think that is true (laughs) number one you're a struggling actress why do you have like a cpa (laughs) and number two you're he's lying to you (laughs) yeah don't get a new accountant he's not gonna you're gonna be Tax fraud. There, you can't do that. Um, so there's a false conflict in this movie too. As all of this is going on, we see Nick's ex girlfriend show up, and she's kind of like, uh, "Is she like, why did we break up?" Or she wants to grab a drink, or just like, kind of. She heard he was up. decorating the plaza, and she wanted she to suddenly see him. was interested again, and so they that creates our moment where then Jessica's like, "Oh." trying to get back with your ex i'll stay out of the way 
Um, and then she goes in. Doesn't she see them? So the She's girl the went and visited him because he was trying to blow her off. Right. And she goes to the plaza at his work and she goes in for a kiss. And that's the exact moment Jessica's looking and she, she turns away because she can't bear to watch him kiss another woman and misses him like pushing this woman off of him right she just sees that one exact moment she needs to see so their lips never touch but she's already made the connection in her head (laughs) um but luckily it gets explained they get like they get together and then they go to the persian room on christmas eve and have champagne and dance they're the only people there so don't understand that part I don't know how he like either is it exclusive on Christmas Eve and he's the only person that can be there or is just no one there on Christmas Eve. Hmm. Maybe no one's there on Christmas Eve because it's Christmas Eve. But it sounds like it's like a big tradition. Just- I know. It seems it like just it would be odd. a thing. It's it not a thing they do anymore. Moment. Maybe they shut it down. They're there after it all ended or they're there before it all began. Maybe. I don't know. But did- hmm? overall, I enjoyed it. Those are my snarks for it. I wrote down three quotes that kind Ooh, of summed you wrote this down up quotes? to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, one's the thing we already touched on. I said, um, I wrote down the actual thing that Nick or that the boyfriend Dennis said to her when she was talking to his academic friends about her stuff. He said, did you have to bring up that whole Christmas decorations thing? It didn't sound very academic. Um, and then I said, yet this a-hole didn't mention her PhD. Like he could have been like, <laughs> yeah, she's a PhD student. Like yeah, he backed her up. Not at all. He like, was just like, yeah, she's just doing this crazy project. No, it's like, this is some sort of academic work. Um, and then the plaza, when she's preparing all this information about the tree toppers and they don't have the 1969 topper, she mentions it. And they get very upset that this whole thing is not going to have this one year. And they said, we can't have a gap in the total Christmas timeline. It makes us appear incompetent. (laughs) It's like, wow. And she was like, fix it. But it just like wasn't a tree. That's true to a like a after watching (laughs) Hotel Impossible. It was like, that's a typical GM. They got hooked on that. Yet they only gave her like two weeks to do the project. So it's like it kind of can't have it both ways. So they were really upset with her. For not being able to fill in the information based on the things that they gave her to do for the project. Um, And then the other one was um, her response to that. I'm not going to lie about something as important as Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I missed that line. That's a good one. That's golden. So that's when they're looking for that 1969 topper. They were like, can't you just make up one or put the 1968 one in there twice and tell them it's 1969? She will not lie. She will not lie about Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's all my snark. That's, I mean, I, I wrote down other things, but that kind of hits the highlights there. So. so let's move into a slightly different segment than we normally do. Mm-hmm. All right. So normally at the end of these, we do a title review we do Will This Love Last and we do What Day Would You Watch This Movie? So for this one, because we did two movies, we did The Christmas Club and Christmas at the Plaza, we're going to pit them against each other. What? So for the first part, we're going to say title review. Which title was better? The Christmas Club or Christmas at the Plaza? Um, Christmas at the Plaza <laughs> is exceptionally a better title because it actually made sense with the movie. Christmas Club was like barely mentioned under the breath and was dumb. Yeah, we came up with this whole idea of how we were going to do this before we saw the movies, and this is an easy choice. Christmas Club is the most bizarre 
title for a movie. It had nothing to do with the movie. So, I mean, like 1.1% to do with the movie. So, worst title. Yeah, I mean, like, if I was going to rename The Christmas Club, uh-huh. I would name it as Do Not Make This Movie. <laughs> That's a harsh title. <laughs> Nobody would watch it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, and Christmas at the Plaza, it says exactly what it is. Cuts to the chase. Just like Christmas in Graceland, Christmas in Dollywood, Christmas in Rome. We're just going to say where it is. There's a bunch of them it looks like this season. I like it. And then. Actually, I'm going to go back. Oh, no. Christmas Club renamed to Christmas Money. Christmas money. <laughs> Christmas money. Um, save the last dance. <laughs> Aw. Save it. Yeah. That makes sense. So maybe Mrs. Claus. But the actual Save the Last Dance night. definitely earns that title more than that movie. Yeah, so okay. that still doesn't work. So All right. So instead of crying at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> my children won't get any Christmas gifts at Christmas twenty nineteen. Gertrude saves Christmas. Oh, I do like Gertrude. But again, Gertrude stalks you at Christmas. Call the movie just Gertrude is Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> just cut to the chase. Yeah, I have no good options. No, okay, that. yeah. Again, we just don't let Christmas the movie at begin. the Plaza <laughs> Winner. wins it. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay, so instead of which, like, will the love last, it's which love which has love? a better chance mm-hmm. of lasting? Or, okay. Yeah, which love is more likely to last? Christmas at the Plaza. I actually think the Christmas Club love is more likely to last. Tell me why, because I don't agree with you. <laughs> well, it's kind of a toss-up, right? Like You're we wrong. really never know enough about these people to <laughs> know, and Christmas can really cloud their judgment and make them feel more feels than they feel. But the Christmas at the Plaza girl, I think she's she's not going to stay with Nick. I think she's I think she's a little flighty i didn't i don't know that i really liked her that much either and i think nick is too like blue collar for her like lofty phd-ness like i think it's all fun and games when they're working together at the plaza but there's a big difference in their but i think she needs to be with a man who's dumber than she is (laughs) not dumber because she was with a guy skill sets (laughs) she needs to be with a man who does not have the same credentials behind his name that she does because she was with a man who did who was a dick about it right yeah I mean I can see that but I can also see like over time like what are they gonna really talk about like she's into things that he's just not into but I think she's gonna fall over this family and even if she's unhappy she's gonna want to stay connected with his family yeah that's I've broken up with people whose families I adored not you why why are you looking at me like that too soon. Too soon. <laughs> um, but the Christmas Club lady, I think she's a bit of a sad lady, and I think he's like not the. I don't know. I just. I think that, that she's just, gonna depress him. Yeah, it's fine. And he's gonna leave her. No, he's just gonna like they're gonna stay together, and they're gonna kind of be in like a little bit of a loveless marriage. You might cheat on her, but they're gonna stay together for the kids. Like I think that's where that one's going. So neither one of these, <laughs> neither one of these is doing real hot. <laughs> okay, so we're split on this one. So it comes down to, and I wonder which one's going to win. <laughs> Who gets the better time slot? <laughs> okay, so what day would I watch these? Um, Christmas at the Plaza, I think, is a good mid-December movie. It's so like a December 15th, 
perfect time slot for it's that. It's the day of the gala. December yes, <laughs> I just randomly picked that. But yes, December 15th, watch December at the Plaza. Because, you know, New York, Christmas time, Christmas decorations. It's like a lovely thing. Christmas Club. Never. October 26th. Because <laughs> it's scary. And it's perfect for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, that's this should be early in the season, you know, not even good enough for Christmas in July because Christmas in July, I want to be feeling Christmas feels. This just belongs in whatever like the worst time slot is that they have. This should only be aired. You know how on YouTube where they like rip all of the movies and they put them in like smaller little boxes (laughs) and they flip them backwards and they cut the audio out for like 30 seconds at a time so that YouTube won't take it down for um, infringement on copyright stuff. That's the only place it should air in October. Wow. (laughs) You're harsh. No, I think, I mean, there's all that filler content on the Hallmark channel. This is definitely one that's not going to need to have any re-airings. Like once and done. Agreed. October and then we're never going to see it again. Christmas at the Plaza. I agree. I think it's a December 15th. I think it's like a mid-afternoon kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Not like a curl up with your loved one kind but definitely one that you wouldn't mind watching right good good december middle of the christmas season movie well we did it we did it we have three more movies to go in this thanksgiving week so coming up next we have the evergreen one right the christmas and Evergreen. christmas and evergreen tidings of joy which we don't even know what that's about and then we have the candace cameron beret and the Lacey Chabert movies. Chabert. <laughs> we have those movies coming up. So an exciting weekend. We are pushing through. We're back home now. So ready for the actual Christmas season to begin, even though I already feel like I've been Christmasing for a month. But now the Christmas decorations are actually up at we our house. We have them up at our house. We are ready to go. So it's starting to feel like the real season. So we'll be back at you tomorrow with more... Hallmark Snark. But for now, I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Holidays.